Good evening. I'd like to call this Monday, September 11th meeting of the County Commissioners to order. A uh, little uh, difference in the agenda tonight um, because the microphones and how they work, we have to do the roll call before the invocation and pledge this evening. So we'll start with the roll call if all the commissioners have signed into their app and we'll uh, please press their present buttons. That will allow us to turn your microphones on for the rest of the meeting. Mine's not connecting. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay, call the roll, please, Mr. Whidbey. It's not uh, connected. No. Says we're all present, except for Matt. Mm -hmm. Adrian, they're not all connected, but they're all showing presence, so then there's that. You got any in that Coke? You can't do that. They're programmed not to do that. Mm -hmm. Does anyone else have logging in issues? Raise your hand. Oh boy, quite a few. That's why IT is in the house. Mm -hmm. Computers make our life easier. <laughs> And paperless. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty time. Oh, thank you. A little kerchief. <laughs> In case I start crying tonight. Well, I might need it to take my breath. Yeah. Tell him he's got some on the other side. Yay. And so it begins. <laughs> I never did get a statement from that lady, so I'm assuming you gave it to Chad for the last one. Mm -hmm. Everyone has in front of them a lovely parting gift tonight. If you want to go ahead and talk about that and this. Where's the parting gift? What is that? Um, the parting gift is your nice 8x10 glossy photo. Oh. You laid all your stuff on oh, yeah. it. <clears throat> While we're going through the technical difficulties, I'll make a few announcements. Um, everybody should have on their desk, each commissioner at least, uh, our latest photograph of all our pretty faces. And I uh, wanted to make you aware that that's there. Also, if any of you haven't filled out yet the Terms of Use Agreement for the Williamson County Board of Commissioners Forum, that's the online forum uh, that allows us to speak uh, freely amongst each other's um, if we so choose, but you have to sign up for it. So I believe that was emailed to you maybe a week or so ago, and uh, I think Diane's still waiting on a few of them. There are extra copies up here, though, if you want them. Uh, at the end of the meeting, they'll be up here. After we sort out roll call, we'll then do the invocation and pledge, and then we've been asked to move up the election for chair and vice chair, so that'll be the third item on the agenda. 
And again, I apologize for the technical difficulties here. I can just email them out to you again because I don't think I brought 24 copies. How convenient. Thanks. Thank you. 
Who's left, Paul Webb? Yes. All right. Are we having fun here? Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta love it when we're here at three thirty in the afternoon and everything's copacetic. It was working then. Oh, yeah, like a Cadillac. <laughs> it was all good. Okay, are we all set? Are we all set? Okay. Again, I apologize for those technical difficulties. I think we're all set now, and if we are, if you will please uh, call the roll, Mr. Whitby. 23 present, one absent. Commissioner Matt Williams absent. Matt Williams, he had to be out of town this evening. Uh, next item on the agenda, as we're doing it tonight, will be the invocation and pledge given tonight by District 10, invocation given by Commissioner Megan Guffey, and the pledge to be given by Commissioner David Landrum. Please rise. Please bow with me. Almighty God, we gather here today under your care and protection. Today marks the 22nd anniversary of the terrorist attacks of September 11th, and we pause to remember the nearly 3,000 innocent Americans who were killed that day, including the brave first responders who saved countless lives while sacrificing their own. May we continue always to remember and to pray for the families who live every day with the grief and the memories of their lost loved ones. We give you thanks for the men and women who have answered the call to protect and serve and keep us safe. We come before you today to ask for your guidance and blessing as we meet to discuss the important issues facing our county. We pray for your wisdom and compassion as we make decisions that will affect the lives of all our residents. <clears throat> we pray for your guidance as we work to ensure that our county is safe, prosperous, and just. We ask that you would lead and direct us in the way we should go today and all days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Next on the agenda is the election of chair and vice chair. I will turn the meeting over now to Mr. Jeff Whidbey. Good evening. The floor is now open for nominations for a one-year term for chair of the Williamson County Commission. Their nominations. Is there a second? If there are no additional nominations, uh, someone can make a motion to cease nominations. Second. All those in favor of nomination ceasing, cast your vote by saying aye. aye. Opposed, no. Motion passes 23-0. Chairman uh, Bethard, congratulations. And you have been appointed or elected, excuse me, to chair of the Williamson County Commission for a one-year term. Thank you, and I appreciate that vote of confidence uh, it is an honor to serve each of you.
Next item on the agenda will be the nomination and election of a vice chair. Do I hear a nomination? have a nomination and a second for Matt Williams. Any other nominations for vice chair? I have a motion to cease nominations. Do I hear a second? second. All those in favor of uh, electing Matt Williams as vice chair signify by saying aye. aye. Matt Williams is vice chair. Next, we have approval of the minutes of the July 10th county commissioner meeting. Copies were sent out to each of you. I'll entertain a motion. Motion and seconded. Um, we're going to try to use the buttons tonight if you can. Uh, so motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Mary Smith. Uh, any additions or corrections? Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, all those in favor of accepting the minutes signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whidbey. 23 yes, zero no. Minutes are approved. Uh, next, we have citizen communication. Our rules allow for up to three minutes uh, for each individual to speak. I'll call the names out in order in which they were entered before the meeting tonight. If you will, when you come to the podium, please um, state your name and city of residence. And first up, we have Mr. Frank Limpus. Hopefully I said that correctly. Three weeks ago, the Republican National Committee approved a resolution, the return to excellence in American voting. It identified problems that citizens and experts across the nation have seen with electronic voting systems. All three of the Tennessee RNC representatives approved the resolution. They've seen the data. They know what we've been talking about. It addresses a need to return to the historic practice of geophysically defined and assigned precinct voting and away from dangerous vote center voting that requires the internet. By the way, when the election commission set up the election day vote centers in 2020, I don't think they fully explained that they would be reducing county voting locations 42% from 43 precincts down to 25 vote centers, while the county's population was growing by 12% and registered voters by 19%. No wonder we have long lines in vote centers, in addition to the fact that the BMDs are the bottleneck in voting. The resolution also suggests we move away from high-risk electronic voting and registration machines, including ballot marking devices that encase our votes on the ballot in barcodes, which can't be read by humans. No one, um, excuse me, which can't be read by humans and makes a voter verifiable paper audit trail impossible. The resolution additionally confirms the trust in hand-marked paper ballots, which the National Academies and numerous other studies state is a standard voting process for security used by 67% of the country, not BMDs if you have been led to believe. In short, return to the simple and proven methods of voting that are far safer than electronic voting in vote centers. Earlier today, I emailed you all that resolution. The email also contains ways the voter voting process could be further improved, ideas we presented to the election commission. Many of those ideas also contain links to our research and backs up everything we've been saying. So, what we've advocated for more than two years now has just been echoed by one of the two major national parties. Uh, what we've shared and the documentation we've given to support everything we've said is no longer coming from just us, but from a large swath of the country. 
We implore you to read the resolution and realize it's not too late to stop Williamson County's mad dash to even more machines and risky processes when there are so many safer, more secure voting options available. Thank you. Next up, we have uh, Heather Bullen. Hello, my name is Heather Bulin and I am a Franklin resident. I live in Watkins Creek located behind Trinity Elementary. I'm here tonight requesting your assistance in the removal and relocation of a cell tower that was put up between the school, our parks and our neighborhood. Um, a month ago, the construction began. I went down and read the boards and all the permits and what was posted was a TDOT project, a waterway project, and that's what I assumed would be happening until I was driving out of my neighborhood and there's a giant cell tower. It was like in a day, just up there. Um, but there was nothing about it on the boards, no permits. So I immediately started researching the implications of the cell tower being that close to the school, to my neighborhood where my kids play ball. And um, I was really shocked to find that a lot of reputable organizations actually believe we need some more research here before we can conclude that they're completely safe. Um, I spent the next week with a lot of phone calls to county agencies and officials just trying to figure out why they would have put that right there. Um, and I had kind of a hard time figuring that out. A lot of people I spoke to were shocked to hear that there were concerns about health and safety, a fall zone, that it was placed um, in a floodplain, uh, liability issues, things like that. So what I believe ha happened was the company who's been contracted to put the towers up in Williamson County did not make the mayor and our public officials aware that there could be community feedback, pushback, there may be health concerns, things like that. Um, so here tonight, lots of my neighbors are here just to make you all aware that this is something we should be considering moving forward. Um, there's a lack of studies on 5G radiation in children. Uh, there are concerns of a fall zone. There's ball fields and a parking lot right there. Um, obviously the school is just far enough away, but those parking lots are really, really close. Um, and then those concerns sort of led me to some more research about liability. And a lot of um, insurance companies rank wireless cell towers as high risk. Uh, a lot of the policies have exclusions for long-term radiation damages or health issues. And a lot of communities have really slowed the 5G process in their, in their area. Farragut was one and the city of Murfreesboro. I know has also slowed down a bit too. Um, I've not been able to access a copy of this specific liability policy, but I encourage all of you to work with the county attorney to do that, to check for those loopholes that will release them of their liability. Um, Beckins. I respectfully ask you to consider exclusion zones around schools and residential districts. And I really hope in 10 years that I am wrong about all of these things and they're completely safe because let's face it, they are everywhere. Um, but now that we are all aware in this room, I feel it's our obligation to make sure our children are safe. Julia Wilson. Hello, my name is Julia Wilson. Williamson County Commission, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to speak. I'm here to share awareness and hopefully gain your support in helping relocate the cell tower located behind Trinity Elementary School. As a concerned parent who has two children in Trinity Elementary and two that will be there in the coming years, 
Every parent wants what is safe for their children. These towers receive and transmit signals using radio frequency waves. As I have done my research, I have found many articles, studies, and opinions from highly reputable organizations who cannot say without a doubt that cell towers are safe. Studies have shown that cell towers increase the risk of health hazards such as headaches, memory loss, congenial disability, cardiovascular stress. The American Cancer Society states on their website that RF waves from cell phone towers have not been proven absolutely safe. Most expert organizations agree that more research is needed. One study shows that they found slightly higher overall risk of cancer for children who lived in towns that had an estimated RF exposure from cell phone towers that was above the midpoint level in the study or in close proximity to them for more than five hours a day. Distance is key. As a general rule of thumb, the further away you are from the tower, the lower your exposure is to electromagnetic fields. All the research I have done shows to try to stay at least a quarter of a mile away, which is 1,320 feet. The tower is less than 600 feet to the closest piece of the school property. The entire school structure is within a quarter of a mile to the tower, as is Fly Park and Cecil Lewis Park, where these kids play all the time. I, I for one, my kids are at Trinity Elementary. We play ball five nights a week. So it's very, very important to us. Um, a, a study found that, that children in kindergarten with nearby antenna installations had nearly three and a half times higher RF exposures than children with installations further away, at least a quarter of a mile. Um, I've provided a visual for you guys. Please keep in mind that these are coordinates generated from Google Map and our estimates. Uh, you can see the first map shows the radius of a quarter mile from the tower currently and everything inside that circle, which includes Trinity Elementary, Fly Park, and Cecil Lewis Park. The second map shows an estimate to keep the tower at least a quarter of a mile from these three facilities, which would need to be placed outside of that circle. The tower is up currently. Nothing is connected. The question is, can it be moved? Yes, it can. Uh, KCO Enterprises specializes in tower removal. Uh, also in the city of Murfreesboro, a similar tower was, was stopped. Uh, it hasn't been taken down, but there's never been anything plugged up to it because they had the same battle. Um, from a safety perspective, how can we mitigate risk to children, teachers, staff, and surrounding communities by stopping the construction of this tower and moving it to a more remote location? Anyone who says cell towers are safe have not done their research. There is not enough evidence and further research is necessary. 20 seconds. 5G is a new technology that has not been around very long. Um, why would, we, why would we risk it with our kids? I do not want my children to be an experiment, and I hope you don't either. Let's make the best and safest decision for our school, the parks, and the community, and move the tower to an alternative location. Thank you. Laura Turner. Laura Turner, Franklin. Good evening. I am back yet again to respectfully request a proactive look at protecting large historic and significant trees on land that is being developed in the county. The city of Franklin has a tree commission and I and arborist Marty Shaw were able to address them in citizen comments at their July meeting regarding Francis, the largest male pecan tree in the state in jeopardy with development plans at St. Paul's Church. We are grateful Channel 5 did a story on Francis that aired today. It is a fact that July was the hottest recorded month. Global warming is also a fact. Trees sequester carbon, reduce energy usage, remove air pollutants, filter storm water, and cool hot city streets by providing shade and releasing water vapor. These are also facts. 
Large trees are priceless amenities to our communities. The county should educate property owners who are developing land to that fact and that trees provide a myriad of benefits. I lament entire, there's entirely too much clear-cutting in the county with our continuing growth and development. The diameter, circumference, height, and spread of a tree can be measured to determine if it would be eligible for any county guidelines. Williamson County should take steps to preserve significant trees and canopies in the county on county land as well as development plans. I'm grateful to the County Planning Department for working with the developer in Nolansville to preserve and protect Ruth, a 300-year-old oak tree. And I am also grateful to Calvin and Marilyn Lehue for their $70,000 donation to the county's spay-neuter services you will accept this evening. We are certainly blessed to live here. Thank you. And then we have Lee Wilson. Good evening. My name is Lee Wilson. I live in Franklin. Uh, similar to some of my neighbors that have spoken before me in the Watkins Creek neighborhood um, regarding the tower. Um, we did reach out to several um, directors in the county as well as the mayor's office. Um, they responded with the American Cancer Society as one of their resources and we've provided a packet for you guys with maps as well as a petition that's been signed by over 100 members in the past two or three days um, and it's continued to grow. Um, we wanted to highlight just a couple of the areas um, from that American Cancer Society that the mayor's office provided um, to make sure that we are doing our due diligence and reading this as an entirety. Um, we've highlighted a few of these areas that um, there's no strong evidence that RF waves cause noticeable health effects. However, this does not mean that cell phone towers have been proven absolutely safe. Most experts would agree that more research is needed, and that's what we're asking for. If you scroll through here, there's a few other highlights. Um, some people have expressed concerns living near schools, working areas, that they may cause health problems. Still, more research is needed. The American Cancer Society does not have an official position or statement on whether radio, radio frequency radiation from cell phones, cell towers, and other sources is a cause of cancer. I believe this was a new statement from the American Cancer Society as of March of 2023. They changed their stance to where they no longer have an opinion on this matter at this time. Again, more research is needed. There's a few other highlights through here, but I won't keep repeating myself that that. Um, it's just too early. 5G is, is such a quick growing technology. Um, we're trying to stay up with that and learn as much as we can, but it's an ever growing, ever changing. And so safe tow uh, cell towers um, have been up for decades, um, but 5G has not been around for that long. And so I'm asking for all of your consideration um, your awareness to this matter to make sure that we do what's best for our community, for our children. Um, and, and, and I work, um, I'm a federal contractor, so I work with FEMA, so I have some emergency management background, and we try to mitigate these risks. You know, how, we do these what-if scenarios, worst cases, and if it happens to one child, that's, that's one too many. And so we want to make sure that how can we mitigate this risk, and I think there are some alternative locations that we can strongly consider. Um, and use that to find a more remote location for that. The last thing I'll mention here that I did reach out to the Federal uh, Communications uh, Commission uh, this today. Um, I asked if there was an environmental assessment done in this area. Um, and so procedures that are shared with the FCC implementing the seconds. National Environmental Policy Act or NEPA. Um, environmental assessments must be prepared if um, 
facilities that are affected may list threatened or endangered species. There's 27 endangered species in Williamson County. Facilities with construction of all with surface features, wetland, deforestation, water diversion, all that was done in this area. Um, Last thing I'll say and then I'll conclude it. Um, thank you, Mr. Wilson, that's your time. All right, thank you Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That concludes citizen communications. Next item on the agenda is communications and messages. We have two late filed resolutions this evening. Both should be in your packet. Resolutions 92347 and 92348. If there are no objections, we will hear both of those this evening. I see no objections. Uh, we also have two proclamations this evening. Uh, Mayor Rogers Anderson. I could have Kathy Montgomery to come up. So tonight we have a proclamation. Many of you know Kathy Montgomery, our public health director. Let me read this and then let her make some remarks and then we've got a short video. This is National Recovery Month, whereas substance abuse disorder and addiction is one of the nation's biggest public health problems with rates in Williamson County and the nation continuing to increase. And whereas Williams County lost 41 residents to fatal drug overdose in 2021, an increase of 26% from 2020. And whereas the Williamson Prevention Coalition and others are implementing strategies to reduce the stigma of addiction that prevents individuals and families from seeking help. And whereas an abundance of resources, including crisis lines, counseling services, inpatient and outpatient recovery centers are available in Williamson and surrounding counties to support those facing depression, anxiety, grief, <laughs> addiction, and thoughts of suicide. Be it therefore, by my signature, we have proclaimed the entire month of September 2023 as observed National Recovery Month. Kathy? Thank you, Mayor, and thank you, Commissioners. Uh, last summer, Lindsay Wilhelm, who's with me, she is the director of the Williamson County Prevention Coalition, and I were given the opportunity to meet and work with uh, TV personality Jason Waller, who's also with us. Jason has actually been in recovery for more than 10 years and serves as an advocate for individuals seeking treatment. Um, our discussions around a project centered on how we might work together to reduce the stigma of mental and substance use disorders. And after months of planning, our project turned into action. We partnered with other local agencies to interview dozens of subject matter experts, addiction specialists, um, uh, individuals struggling with poor mental health and addiction, and their, and their families that also were the receiving end of those who were struggling. We asked them questions like, how does technology affect mental health? At what age should we start talking about drugs and, or, and alcohol with our kids? How do we start those conversations with our kids? The interviews were actually um, shortened to two to three minute videos and posted on an easy to navigate website. And we wanted to share just a quick 
peak of our video that we put together. Um, What is addiction? Anything that, that starts to overtake and starts to uh, supplant the, the things that make you you. Um, a party in a hotel and the kids thought they were taking, you know, something else and it turned out to be fentanyl and everybody in the room died that night. Uh, alcohol was tragic, trauma, turmoil. Um, we ended up having our daughter and my husband was on the first floor in detox while I was giving birth to my daughter Delilah on the third floor. He did. He um, continued to take it and ended up overdosing. And it was the whole mixture of heroin and cocaine that actually killed him. So I lost him at the age of 22. And it's been having to live my life with a hole in my heart that will never be filled again. What would you say to someone who is currently struggling right now? That they're not alone. There is no perfect family. There is no um, perfect child. There's so much help out there. You're not alone. Just like, let them know that they're not alone. I would say you're not alone. Friends, family, loved ones, support groups, people you may not even know that are there for you and want to help you get through this. This is not a poor person's disease. This is not a dumb person's disease. This is not an intellectual's disease. This is a human disease. And it is so important to recognize that you're not alone and you're not isolated. There is hope out there. Uh, there's, we all go through <laughs> difficult times. We all have our ups and downs. That's life. Reach out to either the Tennessee Red Line or call the National Hotline at 988. Um, they can provide you resources. They can help talk you through whatever situation you are in and point you in the right direction so you can get the treatment that you need. As a parent with a child that may be struggling with addiction, I just want you to know that you're absolutely not alone. The person next to you is struggling with something too. And to know that you're truly not alone. Anybody that's suffering with uh, mental health, addiction, you are not alone. There's so many people that are struggling with the same things. I want you to know that you are not alone and that there is hope. To find someone that you're really comfortable with and just start that conversation and just don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is tough. Asking for help is such a strong thing to do because the person you're asking for help from is going to need help at some point as well. Um, as agency heads, it's not often that we talk about the amazing collaboration that we have with other departments. So I just want to uh, point out um, and give thanks to Gordon Hampton and Sheriff Rhodes uh, and their teams for helping us to coordinate locations for us to do our film shoots. Um, Judge Guffey, Christy Borden, um, Dr. Andy Russell, Ryan Cothran from EMS were just some of the interviews that we conducted here in our community. And let me just say a very, very special thanks to the people who were really the creators of this, and that was our own WCTV, Creed Henderson, Heather Rose, Brian Ross, and especially Lance West, 
who individually himself spent hundreds of hours just editing and putting the uh, videos together for us. So Creed, I know, is in the back, and we want to give him some recognition as well. We have an event coming up next Tuesday, September 19th, from 5.30 to 7.30 at FSSD's New Performing Arts Center, and it will focus on prevention and substance among youth. So thank you, commissioners. Kathy. So, Kathy, thank you, and thanks for bringing it to our attention. The next proclamation we have is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month proclamation. You have a copy of this in your folder. I'd like to read this. Whereas suicide is one of the most disruptive and tragic events a family and a community can experience, with more than 1,100 lives lost in Tennessee each year and an estimated 25 attempts for each suicide death. More than three lives per day are lost to suicide in Tennessee. Suicide is the 11th leading cause of death in Tennessee, the third leading cause of death among youth and young adults between 10 and 24, as well as the second leading cause of death of adults ages 35 to 44, and the sixth leading cause of death for adults ages 45 to 54. Whereas Tennessee veterans, active duty military, and National Guardsmen face a disproportionate risk of compared to the general population with more dying from suicide than combat. Whereas public awareness of this tragic problem is the key to preventing further suffering and loss of life, and the risk for human self-destruction can be reduced through awareness, education, and treatment as the highest risk for suicide among the survivors of those who died by suicide or those who have attempted suicide. Whereas suicide prevention has been declared a state priority by the governor, the Tennessee legislature has declared teen suicide prevention is a state priority in partnership with the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network to implement the Tennessee strategies for suicide prevention. We encourage all Tennesseans to take the time to inquire as to the well-being of their family, their friends, and genuinely convey their appreciation for their existence by any gesture they seem appropriate. A simple phone call, a message, a handshake, or a hug can go a long ways towards helping someone realize that suicide is not the answer. It's therefore by my signature that we proclaim September of this month, Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Thank you. Thank you. Um, hello, um, my name is Mary Lyndon Salter. I'm the Acting Executive Director of the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network um, for the state of Tennessee. Um, the mayor gave you some statistics, but I want to just underscore a couple of them. Um, the second leading cause of death for people aged 10 through 34 is suicide. Um, just this calendar year, uh, from January through this date, we've had three deaths of children eight years old who've died by suicide. This is an epidemic that all of us need to be aware of and to try to work to address. The unfortunate reality of COVID and COVID stress, the isolation, the depression, 
the disengagement that has caused our children, I think, to be in a, at increasing risk of suicide death is something that I would encourage you all to learn more about. The Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network is uh, a public-private partnership. Um, there are 27 members of an advisory council appointed by the governor and state funding that actually um, provides us uh, funding for the services we provide, which include free training for teachers, um, your sheriff's department, uh, the health department actually is undergoing training, I believe, next week by the TSPN folks, um, their, your Kiwanis Club, whoever. Uh, it's all free, and that's all something that we provide uh, to anyone in the state. So please uh, reach out at tspn.org, and we look forward to working with you in the future. Next up, we have reports of county offices. Mayor Rogers Anderson. Chairman, before these folks leave, and I know they will be leaving, it takes courage to come up here and talk about those two topics. So again, thank you for coming out and doing that very much. We all need to be reminded of that. So I'll keep my remarks very short. I do want to call your attention to the second page of your agenda tonight like we have done in the past when we have people to retire or step down that are in a, an, on my senior staff, uh, we try to bring those names to you so that you will know that. Tonight we have Risk Management Director Wayne Franklin retired and his replacement is Jim Rule. Jim could not be with us this evening. Uh, he's closing on a house. The other one is our Veteran Service Officer. Jeff Vaughn had been with us many years, did a great job. Him and his wife owned a business here in Franklin. Uh, he submitted his resignation to me, and we have filled that with a gentleman of the name of Ben Welch. Mr. Welch uh, lives in our community. Uh, he has been, uh, for the last several years, working at the Veterans Service uh, Administration. We feel like that's going to be a wonderful um, bridge in dealing with our veterans that come into our community. There are many others there um, listed also that are in different committees that you will take action on. Finally, I want to say thanks to uh, Commissioner Herbert and her team of uh, budget people over the last year. They've done a great job, and I look forward to working with you in other capacities. Then uh, it's kind of the old saying, Thank you, Judy, but next is the chairman and coming up with the next group, and we appreciate you stepping up and volunteering to serve on the chairmanship. Answer any question. Questions for the mayor? Yes. And a question, uh, question from Commissioner Richards. Mayor Richards, I, <laughs> I wish. Um, mayor Anderson. You can have this job someday. <laughs> um, I, I understand that the funding for the tennis center was withdrawn by the county, uh, the by you and and uh, the parks department, um, I, would, I I want to say I was a little disappointed at how abruptly that was withdrawn. But I also wanted to ask uh, that five point five million that was earmarked for that tennis center. What is going to happen to that money? So we're going to leave that money in the budget. We've got some issues that we've got to deal with, uh, but we actually transferred that over to the solid waste department uh, in in uh, doing our what's that center we're calling. Help me out, Phoebe. Yes, transfer station. Okay. But let, let me give you a little background on that. It, I know you may have been a little disappointed because that's your area, but 
Uh, the city commissioners up there voted that they wanted to wait a while and study it and put in a uh, feasibility. You know, sometimes the train leaves the station and catch it the next time around. Uh, I have talked to three of the commissioners up there. Uh, let them know there's nothing personal, but we have other obligations we're trying to meet, and hopefully we'll be able to bridge that over in something we're doing a little later with the tennis courts and I forget how many new pickleball courts that are going into Maryland Farms to address those needs. We just went at it a different way. Thank you. Yeah. Any other questions for the mayor? I see none. Let me... Let me get Phoebe up here uh, to answer some of the financial questions you may have, may have uh, about the last uh, 30 to 60 days. Phoebe? Good evening. I would like to bring a couple of things um, in your packet to your attention just so that we can get those in tonight's meetings and get those on the record. The first thing is our letter from the Comptroller's Office. Um, you should see a copy of that letter included in your package. This is acknowledging receipt of the county's fiscal year 2024 budget um, and the approval of said budget, which is always the most important part of that letter. The second item, or should I say items actually, to be found in your packet is for the annual financial reports for each of the elected public officials and their fee offices. This is presented to you in accordance with TCA code 5-8-505. Um, those are annual reports of the Register of Deeds, trustee, um, all of your elected officials, um, juvenile court. That is a requirement that those annual reports are to be filed with the county clerk as well as the mayor's office and then made presented to you. So you will find those in your packet if, if there's anything, any questions you have regarding those. There has been a, a couple of new things added. Um, each of you found a paper on your desk as when you came in. That is actually what I had emailed everyone this afternoon, but I was concerned that maybe your schedule may not have permitted for you to print those off, so I included those as well. Um, that has been a request by one of your fellow commissioners to have an ongoing fund balance sheet so that you can, from month to month, identify what was pulled for resolutions the month prior and where our balances are for any resolutions requested for the, for the upcoming um, month or the upcoming agenda. So that is what you will see. I hope if that is a first draft. So if you have some questions or some concerns or want to see things a little differently, please let me know. Um, I can always make those modifications as needed. There also was a slight change to your month end report. That was also a request and it was just adding cumulative totals just to make things a little easier so you can see for um, presentation wise. Now, if I may draw your attention to your privilege tax for the month of July, we do have a couple of resolutions regarding privilege tax this month. So I'd like to touch on those numbers. The July monthly collection total for July was a little over 1 million, uh, actually 1,079,000. So we, we did cross over, but that wasn't as high as, as we had previously in June. So those collections are, again, a little down from those June receipts um, for a decrease of $89,000. You'll also find that this evening there is a resolution requesting 957,000 
um, and some change, $860, for some fire equipment. That resolution will be pulling the funds from your privilege tax for your fire in column four. It is the last column there. The balance as of July was $1.1 million, and we will be pulling $957 upon your approval this evening. Um, we also have one other resolution later in the evening, and this is to set and adopt a capital projects budget for the adequate facilities tax, the adequate school facilities tax, and the education impact fee. Um, this is a very lengthy resolution. You saw a whole lot of spreadsheets with a whole lot of numbers. Um, this is a requirement of the Comptroller's Office that we set a budget for any fees that we receive through our privilege tax funds. This does not change the process of how we come to you for approval for those projects. Each of those projects will continue to be approved on a case-by-case -case basis. But however, the Comptroller's Office um, identifies these funds as recurring revenue. Um, and whether we agree with that term or not, it is um, a requirement and they're therefore approved, um, submitted for you for your approval. If there are any other questions or any concerns, if you have any at this time, I'd be happy to, to entertain those now. A couple. Uh, first question comes from Commissioner Greg Lawrence. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Good evening, Phoebe. Uh, just a question about the, the uh, Marriott report. Looks like our numbers are down there. Any word on why the numbers are? Uh... They are not. Um, historically, you will see uh, July is usually um, kind of down. Um, I think if, I mean, double check that one. June was down, July, those were the first months that we had actually received a um, loss pretty much over the last 10 months. So I, ha I do not have a, a specific reason other than just a downturn for the month. Mm -hmm. Commissioner Drew Torres. Um, quick question on the comptroller report. There's a paragraph that jumped out uh, to me, and I just would like your perspective um, regarding the general purpose school fund and the ongoing use of fund balance for um, operation expenses that are recurring. So that is something that has just been um, a note to bring to our attention. As you know, with the general purpose school fund as well as the general fund, the revenues do not always balance against the expenditures. Um, therefore, historically, we have pulled a number from fund balance which is obviously why we, we try to maintain such a healthy fund balance um, to offset that difference. And that is something that they have just wanted to kind of bring it to your attention that they, they are not denying our budget or saying that it's a bad thing, but they do want to make you aware in case you were not already that we are pulling those funds and, and using those fund balance to balance our budget. Mr. Mary Smith. I had a quick question on the $325 million um, resolution. Is there a reason, because I, I meant to email you earlier, that when we do these types of requests for these large projects, that we do them all kind of in one bulk statement instead of, you know, year by year? It's like what based on what we're going to need for this coming year versus the full project. Is there a reason specifically we do all at one time? So the reason we chose to do the 325 to bring it to your attention at one time is because of the size. We wanted to make sure that we were transparent on the front end. Um, also, I mean, I can come to you every every month and ask you for an additional resolution, but we thought it'd be more transparent if we just addressed, this is what we're projecting for this larger project on the front end, give you time to be aware, also get it out so that we can run um, 
the required reports in the paper so that we can also be transparent to the public. Right. And again, I guess it falls under the same, we're not really approving anything that, we're not really approving the spend at this point, we're just approving that this is the budget. Exactly. For, so okay. this is just in order for us to start the process. We are required to run that in the paper um, so that we can make the citizens aware of such a large project that we are getting ready to undertake. So this is not to actually request any funding at this point. Um, I won't say that next month you won't see one from me later asking for that draw um, or a partial draw. But at this time, this is just the initial resolution so that we can move forward. Okay, thank you. Any other questions for Mrs. Riley? Thank you. Uh, next would be Superintendent of Schools, uh, Jason Golden. Uh, he's not able to be with us this evening. He did email a statement to each commissioner. Uh, if there are any questions on that uh, statement, then uh, Rachel Farmer is here. Otherwise, we'll move on to the hospital report. I see no questions. So for the hospital report, also Phil Mazuka is not with us this evening, but uh, speaking in his stead is uh, Julie Miller. Good evening, Julie Miller, Chief Operating Officer, and um, just wanted to give you a quick update on our expansion project. The West Tower um, is going very well and is 50% complete today. Our glass install is complete and the tower crane will be going away in February and we are still on schedule. Our ED, our emergency department, and labor delivery construction, that is going very well. We have moved into existing space and are currently remodeling. And the emergency department phase three and labor delivery phase two, smaller sections will be reopening in October. Then we close down another section in both of those areas and we will start remodeling those. And that is currently on schedule too. You have any questions for me? Questions for Mrs. Miller? Not, we'll have Mike come and give okay. you a little financial update. Mike Genesee. As I usually do, I start with the, uh, the financial statement highlights. Um, I'd like to start at the bottom from the stats standpoint. And you can see that from, a, from an average standpoint that our stats are you know relatively flat with our average, but um, our budget had a little bit higher than our average. So we, we missed our, our volume stats uh, roughly by about 10% for admissions and surgeries and almost across the board. So what that does, that impacts our, our financial numbers up on the top of the schedule. So our net revenue and our, uh, basically our net revenue and our expenses both were down about 10%. Fortunately, the expenses dropped the same as the net revenue did. So instead of a $475,000 budget, we made a $300,000. Uh, from the balance sheet, you can see we uh, ended up with 100, almost $188 million. We collected uh, $24 million down from the month before, but we had one less collection day. Um, from a, a cash on hand, our debt covenants require us to keep 90 days on hand. We're at uh, almost uh, 96 and a half days, so we, we clearly meet that. And from a debt coverage standpoint, uh, we have a requirement of 1.5, and we're at almost 2.8. So... Um, Overall, uh, a little bit behind on budget, but our, our August, these are July's, our August numbers, and we're closing out right now, are, are much stronger. So you'll, you'll see better results next month. So. Questions for Mr. Genesee? I see none. Thank you. Thank you. 
Are there any other departments wishing to report? If not, we'll move on to elections and appointments. As the mayor said, we have quite a few of those this evening. I think I'm getting a little bit of feedback. The first one up is Board of Health. Um, the nomination is Sarah Whitfield. Uh, looking on the screen for a motion. Uh, proper motion made by Commissioner Megan Guffey, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Uh, any discussion? Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, if you're in favor of the nomination of Sarah Whitfield, uh, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Are we going to voice vote these? I thought we decided to do them electronically. Okay. All of them will be voice voted, including the committees? All right. Um, then if you're in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? Uh, nomination is approved. Next, we have the Budget Committee. Nominations are Commissioners Chaz Morton as Chairman, Brian Clifford, Drew Torres, Paul Webb, and County Mayor Rogers Anderson. Proper motion made by Commissioner Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Guffey. Any discussion? Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, uh, if you're in favor of this committee, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? The committee is approved. Next, we have Purchasing and Insurance Committee. Uh, nominations are Commissioners Sean Aiello, Betsy Hester, David Landrum, Jennifer Mason, and County Mayor Rogers Anderson. Proper motion made by Commissioner Guffey, seconded by Commissioner Tunnicliffe. Any discussion? Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Committee is appointed. Risk Management Director, retiring is Wayne Franklin. Nomination is Jim Rule. Uh, motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Any opposed? Nomination is approved. Veteran Service Officer, uh, uh, is a term expiring 6 of 24. Uh, resigning is Jeff Vaughn. Nomination is Ben Welch. Proper motion made by Commissioner Paul Webb, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Any discussions? Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, if you're in favor of the nomination, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Nomination uh, is passed. Water Authority, uh, engineering position, five-year term, expiring seven of 28. Term expiring is John Lackey. Nomination is Alton Heathcock. Heathcote, sorry. Uh, proper motion made by Commissioner Megan Guffey, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor of the nomination, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Nomination is approved. Uh, we've already done the chair and vice chair on to steering committee recommendations, uh, statutory committees. Uh, first up is investment committee. The nominations are Mayor Rogers Anderson, Trustee Karen Paris, Commissioners Lisa Hayes, Steve Smith and Pete Stresser. And they are on the board. Yes. yes. To vote on the machine instead of voice vote. We prefer to do it that way? Well, they're allowing it the others. Is there a preference from Amy? <laughs> Amy, do you prefer a voice vote or electronic vote on these? Okay, we'll continue with the voice votes. Um, Again, uh, the nominees, Rogers Anderson, Karen Paris, Lisa Hayes, Steve Smith, and Pete Stresser. I have a proper motion from Commissioner Megan Guffey, seconded by Commissioner Paul Webb. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're in favor of these nominations, signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? 
Nominations are approved. Uh, audit Committee. Nominations are Commissioners Betsy Hester, Jeff Graves, and Chris Richards. Uh, proper motion made by Commissioner Griff's, Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're in favor of these nominations, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Nominations are accepted. Standing committees, Law Enforcement Public Safety Committee. Nominations are Commissioners Judy Herbert, Ricky Jones, David Landrum, Greg Sanford, Jennifer Mason, Aaron Nations, and Chris Richards. Proper motion made by Commissioner Mary Smith, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor of these nominations, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Motion passes. Property Committee. Nominations are Commissioners Jeff Graves, Lisa Hayes, Judy Herbert, Chris Richards, Mary Smith, Pete Stresser, and Matt Williams. Proper motion made by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Any discussion? Seeing none, if you're in favor of these nominations, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Motion carries. Education Committee, nominations are Sean Aiello, Commissioners uh, Sean Aiello, Judy Herbert, Greg Lawrence, Jennifer Mason, Mary Smith, Barb Sturgeon, and Tom Tunnicliffe. Any discussions? Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. If you're in favor of those nominations, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Motion carries. Tax Study Committee. Uh, nominations are Commissioners Sean Aiello, Aaron Nations, Steve Smith, Pete Stresser, and Tom Tunnicliffe. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Mary Smith. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, all those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Motion carries. Public Health Committee. Nominations are Commissioners Jeff Graves, Megan Guffey, Betsy Hester, Ricky Jones, Greg Lawrence, Greg Sanford, and Matt Williams. Proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Any discussion? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, all those in favor signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Committee is approved. Uh, moving on with further elections and appointments. Uh, disciplinary Review Board uh, filing or filling an unexpired term, expiring five of 24. Resigned is Sean Luther. Nomination is Ashley Lundquist. Proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Any discussion? If you're in favor of this nomination, signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Nomination is approved. Hospital Board of Trustees filling a vacancy is nomination Juanita Patton. Uh, proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, all those in favor of the nomination of Juanita Patton signify by saying aye. aye. Any opposed? Nomination is approved. On to the consent agenda. The consent agenda should be in your packet. I'll entertain a motion on the screen for approval. Motion made by Commissioner Tunnicliffe, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Any discussion? Uh, seeing none, I assume you're ready to vote. This will be a vote on the tablet. If you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no button. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whidbey. 23 yes, zero no. Motion passes. Uh, there's no unfinished business. Uh, on to new business. We, uh, under zoning, have three public hearings tonight. Uh, the first public hearing is regarding resolution number 9231. 
resolution to adopt amendments to stormwater management regulations originally adopted on November 8th of 2004 to update the provisions related to water quality standards, waterway natural areas, compliance with state permit requirements, and other cl clarifications. I will now open up the floor uh, to a public hearing. Anyone wishing to speak on this resolution, please come to the podium and state your name and city of residence. Anyone wishing to speak to resolution 923-1? Seeing none, hearing is closed. Now we'll be voting on that resolution 923-1, again a resolution to adopt amendments to stormwater management regulations originally adopted on November 8th of 2004 to update the provisions related to water quality standards, waterway natural areas, compliance with state permit requirements, and other clarifications. Stormwater Appeals Board was 640 against. Uh, I've got a motion from Betsy Hester and a second from Commissioner Guffey. Uh, explanation, please, Commissioner Clifford. I'm sorry. You're right. You're on the next one. I apologize for that. Explanation, please, Commissioner Hester. This this is simply clarifications for stormwater. Uh, we address stormwater appeals board. Uh, this means units cannot be built. Uh, right on top of our blue line streams and this uh, this is just simply as it states a clarification if you wish more information or if you have questions we have mr mike madison here tonight from planning and we have our two very distinguished gentlemen from our stormwater and they would be glad to ask any questions you might have Questions on resolution 923-1. Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whidbey. 22 yes, one abstain. Next uh, public hearing is regarding resolution 923-3, resolution to amend section 11.04 of the zoning ordinance regarding setback standard standards for swimming pools. I'll now open up the floor to any public comments uh, for the public hearing regarding Resolution 923-3. Anyone wishing to speak? Seeing none, the public hearing is closed and we move on to vote on Resolution 923-3. Again, resolution to amend Section 11.04 of the Zoning Ordinance regarding setback standards for swimming pools. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Lawrence, seconded by Commissioner Mary Smith. Regional Planning Commission was 940 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Clifford. This is about a zoning ordinance uh, related to setback requirements, specifically for pools. On lots less than five acres in size, the setbacks for those are currently 15 feet. A number of homeowners who have properties uh, that where they've had difficulty getting pools have expressed their uh, concern with the setback upon planning. Uh, department review, they recommend the setback being set to 10 feet and the Planning Commission voted to approve that. Mike is here to answer any questions. Any questions? I see none. If you're ready to vote, if you're in favor of Resolution 923-3, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whidbey. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. 
Our third and final public hearing is regarding Resolution 923-4, Resolution to Amend Articles 10, 11, 14, and 23 of the Zoning Ordinance regarding private landfills and other solid waste disposal uses. I'll open up the floor to any public comments regarding Resolution 923-4. Anyone wishing to speak? The public hearing is now closed. And we move on to vote on Resolution 923-4, again, a resolution to amend Articles 10, 11, 14, and 23 of the Zoning Ordinance regarding private landfills and other solid waste disposal uses. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Regional Planning Commission was 940 against. Solid Waste Board was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Clifford. This is a Zoning Ordinance about private landfills. While there's not been an application for a private landfill, the Williamson County Solid Waste Director and Planning Staff reviewed our current standards. Uh, the county owns and operates its own landfill and solid waste facilities, um, and there's not a current need for a private landfill. Nonetheless, the Planning Department put forth these new standards, and Christy is here to help answer any questions. Any questions regarding Resolution 923-4? I see none. If you're ready to vote, if you are in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed or no? Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 22 yes, one abstain. Passes. On to appropriations. First resolution, 923-5, resolution amending the 23-24 general purpose school budget by $3,252,690 for additional capital costs. Proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. School board was 12-4-0 against. Education committee was 7-4-0 against. Budget committee was 3-4-0 against. Uh, explanation, please, Commissioner Paul Webb. Thank you, Mr. Chair. The uh, Education Committee Chair may have more to add to this, uh, if not Ms. Farmer's here, but basically this using the undesignated fund balance to make some improvements, as you'll see listed here on the resolution. Any questions on the resolution? I see none. If you're ready to vote, if you're in favor of the resolution, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Commissioner Torres. Yes, sir. Oh, I was waiting for the vote. Is there just, what am I leaving out? Oh, it was Hester that had oh, okay. All right. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whidbey. 22 yes, one no. Resolution passes. Resolution 923-6, resolution appropriating and amending the 23-24 Election Commission budget by $2,568.70. Revenues to come from rollover state grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Budget committee was 3-4-0 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is election grant funds that were not used during the previous year, and that's transferred to this year's. Questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, please Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. 
Resolution 9237, resolution appropriating and amending the 23-24 assessor's budget by $8,439.72 for educational incentive salary supplements, revenues to come from state funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Uh, budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is salary su supplements for the assessors of property, and it's paid by the state of Tennessee. Questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9238, resolution appropriating and amending the 23-24 County Commission Tax Relief Program budget by $197,064.25. Revenues to come from unincorporated county general fund balance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Ricky Jones, seconded by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon. Tax study committee was 540 against. Budget committee was 440 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Herbert. State of Tennessee de decreased the amount of funding for the qualified residents of this program. And so the Williamson County is wanting to make up the difference. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, vote please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 9239, resolution amending the 23-24 Highway Department budget and appropriating up to $120,851.10 for final paving expenses on Greenbrier Road. Revenues to come from state aid program. Proper motion made by Commissioner Ricky Jones, seconded by Commissioner Judy Herbert. Highway Commission was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Herbert. For the cost of resurfacing Greenbrier Road and is paid for by the state. Any questions? Question from Commissioner Greg Sanford. Where is Greenbrier Road? <laughs> Any other questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92310, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 library budget by $137,430.76. Revenues to come from donations, contributions, and fines. Proper motion made by Commissioner Paul Webb, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. Library Board was 640 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. As you can see, this is a recording of the donations from the City of Franklin as well as uh, memorials, library donations from the uh, Friends and the Foundation as well as library funds, which then will be used to uh, increase the collection and other expenses as needed by the uh, Williamson County Public Library. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. 
Resolution 92311, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Williamson County General Sessions Veterans Treatment Court budget by $202,808.54 for the Department of Justice Assistant Grant, revenues to come from rollover federal grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. The Law Enforcement Public Safety Committee was 640 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, th these are rollover funds from a grant that we received last year, and uh, we're just rolling over the remainder to this year. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Commissioner Sturgeon and Commissioner Sanford. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92312, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Veterans Treatment Court budget by $45,000. Revenues to come from Veterans Treatment Court Reserve. Proper motion made by Commissioner Lisa Hayes, seconded by Commissioner Paul Webb. Law Enforcement Public Safety was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, this is $45,000 um, from the Treatment Court Reserve to be used for contracted services that are required. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92313, resolution appropriating $33,042.09 to the 21st District Recovery Court. Revenues to come from dedicated account. Proper motion made by Commissioner Lisa Hayes, seconded by Commissioner Pete Stresser. The Law Enforcement Public Safety Committee was 640 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, these are fees collected um, by the Circuit Court and General Sessions Court and used for drug, drug, the drug treatment program. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Uh, opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution appropriating $39,986.40 to the 21st District Recovery Court. Revenues to come from DUI fines. This is resolution 92314. I apologize. Motion made by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Aaron Nations. Uh, law Enforcement Public Safety was 640 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Also for the recovery court, and but the revenues are coming from DUI fines. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button, opposed your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92315, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Williamson County General Sessions DUI court budget by $103,462.12. Revenues to come from unincorporated county general fund balance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Mary Smith. Law enforcement public safety was 640 against. Budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. For funds um, for the DUI court that uh, are left over from last year as a donation from the DUI court.
Court Foundation of Williamson County. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button, opposed your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92316, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Williamson County General Sessions DUI court budget by $110,326.62 for the DUI court substance abuse and mental health services grant revenues to come from rollover federal grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Mary Smith. Law enforcement public safety was 640 against. Budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, these are um, leftover funds from a five-year grant that we uh, received the fifth year was last year, but these are leftover and they go to the General Sessions DUI court. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed or no? Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92317, resolution amending the 2324 juvenile services budget by $29,401, revenues to come from straight state grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Ricky Jones. Law enforcement public safety was 640 against, budget committee was 340 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Sturgeon. on the intensive probation department. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button, opposed your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92318, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 juvenile services budget by $844. Revenues to come from prior year state grant fund balance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Brian Clifford, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Law enforcement public safety was 640 against. Budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, this is carryover funds from a grant that provides free legal clinics and mediation services for the juvenile court. Questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92319, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Sheriff's Office budget by $3,920.54. Revenues to come from rollover federal pass-through state grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Brian Clifford, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, these are rollover um, more funds for the Sheriff's the sheriff's office. Uh, the funds are used for law enforcement activities to reduce speeding, aggressive driving, driving under the influence, and non-seatbelt usage. It also provides training for officers. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. 
Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92320, resolution authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to enter into a grant contract with the State of Tennessee Office of Criminal Justice Programs and appropriating and amending the 2324 Sheriff's Office budget by $176,332. Revenues to come from grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Brian Clifford, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Law Enforcement Public Safety Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon of a two-year grant for the sheriff's office um, from the state for violent crime intervention fund any questions seeing none if you're ready to vote if you're in favor signify by pressing your yes button any opposed your no anyone wishing to change their vote please do so at this time record the vote please mr whitby 23 yes zero no resolution passes Resolution 92321, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 capital projects budget by $957,860 for the purchase of fire equipment for the WC Volunteer Fire Service, revenues to come from fire protection privilege tax funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Brian Clifford, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Budget committee was 340 against, law enforcement public safety was 640 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Sturgeon. The funds that Phoebe mentioned were coming out of the privilege tax um, fund. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92322, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Health Department budget by $130,000. Revenues to come from state grant funds. Uh, proper motion made by Commissioner Brian Clifford, seconded by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon. Public Health Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Chaz Morton. Uh, these are funds that are coming in from the state to help improve some of the uh, way that the office is designed to allow for more efficient uh, provisions of vaccines and immunizations. Questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Okay, we'll see if we can get somebody to work on that. In the meantime, we'll let you voice, voice vote. Uh, do we start with her voice vote? You want to go ahead and let her voice vote for now? I got it. Oh, okay. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitney. 23 yes, zero no. Good, he fixed it before he got to you. Resolution passes. Resolution 92323, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Health Department budget by $3,255. Revenues to come from prior state grant fund balance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Pete Stresser. Public Health Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. Uh, this is just moving fund balance to uh, provide services to help certify uh, trainers for suicide prevention. Discussion. Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. 
Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92324, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Health Department budget by $2,860.27. Revenues to come from grant funding. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Public Health Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. These are for child safety seats. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Commissioner Morton. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92325, resolution authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to enter into a grant contract with the State of Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation on behalf of the Williamson County Solid Waste Department and appropriating and amending the 2324 capital expenditures budget by $49,292.04. Proper motion made by Commissioner Judy Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Lisa Hayes. Uh, Solid Waste Board was 340 against, Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is a grant contract for the Solid Waste Department for equipment, and it does require matching funds from the county. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92326, resolution authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to enter into a grant contract with the Arts Build Communities designated agency and appropriating and amending the 2324 Parks and Recreation budget by $5,000. Revenues to come from grant funds. Proper motion made by Commissioner Judy Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Parks and Recreation Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is another grant contract with the Wimson County Parks and Rec, and it was received from the Arts Bill Communities Agency. It's $5,000. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. For the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92327, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 Parks and Recreation budget by $118,716.62. Revenues to come from donations and reserves. Proper motion made by Commissioner Paul Webb, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. The Parks and Rec Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Webb. Oh, Mr. Chair, you'll see these are donations and fees from uh, the uh, Youth Association and uh, Community Course, et cetera, and be used to pay for scorekeepers, maintenance repair, et cetera, as shown in the resolution. Questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92328, resolution accepting a donation from Friends of Williamson County Animal Center and appropriating and amending the 2324 animal control budget by $70,000. Revenues to come from donations. 
Proper motion made by Commissioner Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. This is just accepting a generous donation from Calvin and Marilyn Lahue for spay and neuter services. Thank both of them for this kind donation. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92329, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 animal control budget by $6,000, revenues to also come from donations. Proper motion made by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. Now, this is another donation to allow uh, the purchase of apps to help track volunteer time and help organize the volunteers. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92320, resolution appropriating and amending the 2324 animal control budget by $100,000, revenues to come from reserve account. The motion made by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. These are funds to provide for those bed boxes that you see on the back of the trucks for uh, animal control. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92331, resolution authorizing the county mayor to enter into a 2324 contractual agreement with the state of Tennessee for local health services and increasing the 2324 health department operations and revenues budget by $60,800. Proper motion made by Commissioner <laughs> Pete Stresser, seconded by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. Uh, following the budget budget process, sounds like the state wanted to give us some more money. <laughs> okay. Any questions? I see none. If you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92332, Resolution of the Governing Body of Williamson County, Tennessee, authorizing the issuance, sale, and payment of interest-bearing 2324 General Purpose School Fund tax anticipation notes, not to exceed $6 million. Proper motion made by Commissioner Judy Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Uh, budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This authorizes the county to do anticipation notes not to exceed $6 million. And we do this every year That's the beginning of the school year in case they don't have enough funds to meet their expensive, but they usually never use this. Any discussion? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 22 yes, one abstain. Resolution passes. 
Resolution 92333, an initial resolution authorizing the issuance of not to exceed $25,250,000 of general obligation bonds of Williamson County, Tennessee. Proper motion made by Commissioner Judy Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Uh, budget committee was 440 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is for general obligation bonds for parks and rec, fire and emergency, and solid waste equipment and capital expenses. Any discussions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 20 yes, 3 abstain. Resolution passes. Resolution 92334, an initial resolution authorizing the issuance of not to exceed $325 million of general obligation bonds of Williamson County, Tennessee. Proper motion made by Commissioner Judy Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Budget committee was 440 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. What Phoebe talked about earlier, this is money for the whole JJ project, which includes the Sheriff's Department and Sheriff's Office and um, County Jail, Juvenile Justice. And this will not happen in one year, be barred in separate pieces. And with the if anybody has questions, this, if anyone came to the budget committee the other night, they did a great explanation of this. But if anybody else has any questions, the mayor could answer them or Phoebe. I have several of those individuals here to answer questions, and we do have a few on the board. And uh, if they can be on standby, Jeff Odom, Sam Cruz, Jim Cross, uh, Jeff with Gershom and Smith and the mayor. First question comes from Commissioner Greg Lawrence. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Sheriff, if I could have you come up a minute. Um, I, I was not able to make the, the uh, budget committee meeting, but for I mean, I think the the commission might be surprised to learn how many inmates we have that are really in there for mental health reasons. When we when we take it, uh, I, I don't have that number. I'm sorry. But it's a substantial number, though. Yes, yes, right. Yes, okay. Um, well, um, I, I looked at the the plans for the jail, and there was references to that in the plans, but it was a little vague. So. I was just wondering, how are we going to configure this the new jail differently um, to to account for mental health treatment as opposed to maybe normal uh, the jail as it's configured today? Well, right now we, we, we're just making do on space for people we have to segregate with mental health issues, and that, that's the only way we can operate right now down there with for mental health issues. So they're kind of spread out throughout the jail and. And so this right here, as I understand it, will give us a, I'm not gonna say a wing, but an area to where we can house them in one central location. And is it possible that we could possibly get outpatient treatment for them uh, or maybe, I guess, have outside contractors come in to treat those mental health? Well, <clears throat> right now we, we, we uh, contract with medical and, and mental health professionals right now. So yeah, we'll be able to do that when we, we'll be able to continue to do that. All right, so we basically are, we, we are planning on develop, developing this so that it's gonna have a, a separate unit for mental health. Correct. Next question is from Chris Richards. More of a comment. 
Um, well, actually, I guess a question too. I know the mayor had mentioned during the budget committee meeting that he would have some kind of work group to discuss this. I, I thought that was going to happen before we, we voted on the bond issue. Um, I, I think we need to have a lot more discussion about this before we go voting on $325 million with the amount of debt that we have um, and trying to figure out where else we might be able to get this this money from. It's my understanding, I think you said, Mayor, that this would result in a tax increase. Oh, there's no question. We've said all along when we start dealing with the J&J &J pro, pro project that we'll more than likely have to, uh, not more than likely, we do not have enough revenue now to cover the, the debt of this. Um, I, I do want to highlight what you're voting on tonight. It was an excellent question by Commissioner Smith. You're not approving us borrowing any money. This is the initial resolution for the transparency, as Phoebe said. Get it into paper, let everyone see what our plans are over the next five or six years in this modeling. We have Sam Cruz here to help us out. Uh, we did this um, eight or nine years ago for you that were here about our school building program where we brought forth this, <coughs> excuse me, this um, massive school building program. We did several things over the process of the last several years to, to make those numbers, but there's not the revenue in here to do 325. But this is just the initial resolution. I would ask, if I could, Mr. Chairman, to call Jim Cross up. Jim works for a company called um, Oversight. He's our, he's our person. He deals with this, um, has been dealing with it the last several years, that can kind of give you a flavor of what it's going to look like year after year after year. One of the reasons I have to tell you that there's no way you can do this with the current revenue stream we've got, although the schools were very good to us this year and, and not coming forth or postponing and rolling back any new prog, uh, pro, uh, schools coming online in this fiscal year. That gave us a little window of opportunity to catch our breath and come forth with things here. So Jim's kind of put together what we think we're going to need over a period of time, but there's some deadlines. We had this discussion the other night for you that were there talking about arbitrage of funds. People have asked, well, can we go ahead and borrow the money, make interest on it? The answer is yes and no, but it's a very complicated for formula that Jeff Odom has to address. So if you don't mind, Mr. Chairman and, and uh, Commissioner Richards, let Jim come up here and kind of talk about the funding model, when we're going to need it, when we'll actually start it and kind of roll down that road. But this resolution is just getting it into paper and letting everybody know what our plans are. Jim, this is Jim Street. Jim Street. Jim Cross. Good evening. Um, to maybe answer your question, let me start with this, and then if you have others, we'll go. In 2019, as you may recall, the county uh, asked Gresham Smith to do a master plan for the court systems, for the justice systems and jail, and, and uh, that master plan has been presented to you in the past. The budget at the time in 2019 for these projects was roughly uh, $2,059,000. Uh, 
We, in February of 22, about a year and a half ago, when we started to see the inflation kicking in and the prices going up, we went back and revised those numbers up to $287 million uh, in February. We now have, uh, through the Public Building Authority, we, through an RFP process, we have Bell Construction as our construction manager at risk on this project. So they have taken the schematic designs that Gresham and Trainer have done for these projects and come up with a budget of $324,841,000. That budget includes uh, almost $37 million of contingency. That number is 26% higher than the 2019 master plan budget. Uh, even though that's 26% uh, is a large percentage and it's a large number, we've seen projects typically from that time frame till now in more of the 30 to 35% increase range. So um, through a, a series of value engineering that we've done through this process, we've, we've, we've taken several million dollars and we've reduced it from the original budget that Bell gave us to where we are today. So I hope that answers some of your questions, but I'll be happy to answer any more that you might have. Follow-up question, uh, Commissioner Richards. Uh, no, I just would like to make a comment that I'd, I know you we very much need the jails and the Juvenile Justice Center. I just This does look like the first step towards saying yes, and I'd, I'd like to have more discussion. Commissioner Sturgeon. First one was a couple of years ago when we first started talking about this project, there was something going on with the court system too. Weren't, weren't we going to need to expand the courts as well? Or has that been deferred to some later date? You are correct. Uh, the question she asked, we had three J's, uh, J, uh, three J's, uh, juvenile and the jail and the justice system, the court system. Uh, currently, this does not include the court system because we feel like uh, at this present time uh, there's a huge need for Sharon uh, Guffey's area and for the jail and we're moving buildings, taking buildings down, but eventually we will be dealing with the court system. Um, there's one component of the court system um, that we all realize is going is going to be a major problem is is how do we, how do we uh, do anything with the historical courtroom. Uh, it's kind of limited in what we can do. Uh, the juvenile, the, the um, other area it, behind the historical courtroom, it's about a 20-year-old structure that was built in the 02 or 03, somewhere along in there. Uh, this satisfied needs for a while, but we cannot keep up with the pace we're doing. So we've got to figure that out, and that's going to be a longer-term effect. No, we don't at this time, uh, Commissioner. I wish I could stand here and tell you that uh, it was going to be X dollar, but we really don't. Um, Gresham has looked at it, and there's a lot of configuration of how we would have to do it and, and address parking, uh, future um, future courtroom space. It's always been my belief that when you take on a project of, of, of a building that you look at 10 and 15, in the case of the public safety building we did many years ago, you want to get at least 20 to 25 years out of a project. 
because you're expending a lot of money. This is a lot of money. There is no question about it. Um, but I don't have a lot of other options uh, in, in both of these, um, all three of the areas. It's, it's all because of growth, except for the jail. It's a 30-year-old-plus uh, jail that we built. And in Sharon's area, Judge Guffey's area, um, it's, we just didn't plan for the things in juvenile. And as, if Jeff Mosley indicated to me several months ago when we've been dealing with it, we're actually on, what do you call it, waivers with the juvenile side. And at any time, uh, I guess the state or the feds could come and look at our jail, but we're, we're throwing good money after at the jail by new roofs and plumbing and all of these things. I just hate to see us continue to do that. But I don't that's a long answer to your question. I don't I think it'll be here another year, but that's that's a year more that I we just can't wait for, for what we've got to do down there. Commissioner Hayes? Um, in light of the economy, have have we or can we take another look at the design? I know he mentioned, you know, we've done some revisions and maybe removed the justice, but I don't doubt we need a new jail. I've certainly toured it, and I'm sure the juvenile center we need as well. But in light of the economy and telling people we're going to raise their taxes, that's not going to go over well at all. So my other thought with that in mind is our tax base. Can we use privilege tax? I mean, this is my ignorance that I haven't done a deep dive, but can we use privilege tax and certain ta taxes like that to help fund this? Is that an available to use towards funding this project? So one of the questions that came out of the budget committee the other night was looking at these different sources and pots of money that could help us offset some of these costs. I'll let uh, Jeff, mostly kind of identify some of the privilege taxes that you've dealt with, but generally speaking, the answer is no. Um, but there are some fees that are applied. You saw them denied on many of the resolutions, twenty-five, fifty, or 100000 here or there, where different fees are baked into DUI, <coughs> excuse me, DUI, DUI cost, uh, all of those things, but it's, it, it, it goes towards paying the debt service, but it will not change this. And as far as recon, reconfiguring this, Commissioner, <coughs> Jim and Gresham have looked at this. We've pushed all kinds of material around, seeing how we could do it. And there's going to be some savings, but it's still going to be around that 300 to $325 million uh, number. And if we don't need it, we won't spend it. And that's just not going to happen that way. Well, I guess that was part of my concern with voting to <coughs> abate taxes for a large corporation. I mean, is there any, again, I think we, I agree with Commissioner Richards. I think we need to take another look at this. I'm very uncomfortable going, yes, let's approve $325 million when I wasn't part of the initial discussions that actually voted for this. I'm trying to catch up, and this is enormous, enormous. And I have people every day, and I'm certainly surrounded by people who are not hurting for money, and they're even concerned. And then, you know, we had the issue of 
We could get more tax base if we'd allow people to build their structures they want to build so we can get more taxes from them. But that's a codes issue that I won't go into. So I, I just think there needs to be way more discussion. It, it's just a lot of money. And then to say, oh, we're going to raise your taxes. I, I feel for you and your office because they'll get lots of phone calls as well. Well, let me, let me, let me say something. All of you need to be concerned with this, Commissioner, and I'm concerned with it. If you think I enjoy standing up here uh, leveling out, absolutely. Appreciate but that's it. what transparency is all about. That's what is, we're saying to you that at the end of the day, we've got to build a juvenile in jail. And we've got other needs coming down on a growing community. I don't know how to position this, whether it's tonight or a year from now, that it's going to be any different because it is what we have to have. Commissioner Mary Smith. Um, your thoughts, because I have had some conversations with some folks about this particular this particular project, um, and I agree, we need the juvenile court, we need the juvenile center, we need the jail. I've been there, I've done the tour, as most of us have, and there's no doubt that you guys are busting at the seams, and they do a great service to the community, as does Josiah Holland with the ALC. The question, though, that came up to me is like, is there a statutory reason that we have to have ALC next to the juvenile services? Is there a possibility to locate that someplace else within the county? I mean, I, I've seen that. Or, yeah. Just I just wanted to know if you guys looked at other properties that we own, like or even doing like commercial leasing space for the ALC. Question: I'm not sure. I believe there is not a statutory requirement to have the ALC associated with the juvenile. Somebody else can answer that question. But we have explored the potential of not putting the ALC with the juvenile services building and putting it somewhere else. Where that somewhere else is, I don't know. But I do know that the, the current ALC, um, I think last year they had to go to alternative schools or in different schools to, to put the alternative students in because they ran out of room where they currently are. So, uh, but, but we have investigated how much it would be less to not put the ALC attached to the juvenile justice building and then where else that might could go and maybe, you know, does a school system have another piece of property somewhere potentially that they could, could locate that. But we have not taken that any further right now. I think uh, another way to answer your question is just go through Jeff Mosley from the legal side. I'm not aware of that it be adjacent to or connected to juvenile services, but you have operational and liability issues with separation that you'd have to take into consideration. So um, I haven't specifically looked at that question, um, but I'm not aware off the top of my head of any requirement. It is an optional service, right, that we provide through our school system for these students, correct? There's no, like, we have to provide the education. I didn't know. That is correct. Okay. So there is a possibility. I think that's one of the things that came up. And I think when you suggested the workshop, I think that there's there's not just the other ways of possibly raising the revenue to do this, but also looking at the possibilities of how we can support these services with some of the resources we currently have. Um, another question, I know with the jail's in really bad shape and you guys keep patching it up and patching it up, um, but did we get is there is was there an estimate done on what it would actually take to just completely rehab the entire building, do a complete renovation from the ground up versus a new build? Well, 
Jim, you want to explain to her what we're actually doing at the old jail and building around it? And while he's getting his thoughts together to answer that question, we did look at other sites, but for some reason, nobody wants to jail in their back door. So we chose the avenue of least resistance, and that's taking the site we've got and building around it. And as we take down a building and move one over here and over there, which is more costly, then eventually we'll he'll get a new jail. It'll take a period of time. Jim? Uh, to answer your question is we've not done a deep dive into how the current facility could be rehabbed, uh, but the, the current facility is in all the underground plumbing is in terrible shape. And, and to be able to shut down portions of the jail and rehab that uh, would be extremely costly to do, especially with operational, keeping it operational at the same time. Um, and I, I really don't think that spending any money on that building is going to save you a lot in the long run. You're still going to have an old building that's going to be rehabbed. And it's in, in some of the, the jail, and, the, and, and Jeff with uh, Gresham can answer this or, or uh, Sheriff Rhodes, but some of the better practices today for jails is not building is not set up for that. It's uh, we're doing a hybrid system on uh, the management of the jail instead of a direct supervision. We're going to have a hybrid of direct and indirect supervision. The jail is currently not set up for that. There's a lot of movement of prisoners in the jail just to get them to certain services. The new jail is going to be set up where the services will be in their pod, so there's less movement of uh, prisoners and it'll be a much more efficient operation of the new jail. So there's a lot of things like that to take into consideration as well. Um, when you were doing the assessment, I guess, of the current jail, um, one of the things that I noticed and I think was brought up earlier is like a lot of the windows are shattered like within the, the facility. Do you have any concerns with building on top of that same property of any of the the mining that's going underneath the property that we're not going to turn around and create damage to these new buildings? Because this is a lot of money, and I do not want to see shattered windows in a new so jail. So we, we um, in preparation for that, we have uh, we hired a company to go out and set up seismographs in multiple locations. So we took seismograph readings from all of those blasts at the quarry, and so we know what they are and over what period of time they are. So we have enough of a sampling across a period of time to know what the highs and the lows are, and all of that is taken into consideration in the structural design of the new building. That costing us more money in the structural design? Uh, maybe a little bit, but not very much. It's just knowing it on the front end and how to design for it. And the current building was never, that was never contemplated 30 years ago in the new design. I don't want Zany shaking around though either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you. Next in line, uh, uh, the commissioners who have not yet spoken would be Commissioner Jennifer Mason. Thank you. So, as many of you know, I, I somewhat have a, um, a vested interest in the JJ program. I've worked in the justice system for almost 20 years now. I actually started out in juvenile court. Um, I'm proud to say that our juvenile judge, our director, our court clerk, and our director of the juvenile detention center are all here. This is a project that is long, long, long overdue. We cannot adequately keep doing the services we're doing for our children. When I started 20 years ago, we had one DA that would show up for two hours a week. We now have two full-time DAs at the jail or at the juvenile justice center just to keep up. We have people who have 
uh, desks and closets and file rooms. We're living on borrowed time because our juvenile jail is connected to our adult, adult jail, which means we're in violation of, of new codes at this point. It is a project that needs to get started. And I understand, especially for the new ones that are here, it, it's a big, it's a big number to look at, but this has been in the planning process for quite a few years. And in fact, this is my question that I am getting to, we're already behind because this is a one piece has to move, the second piece then can move, and then the third piece has to move. And we've not even moved our first chess piece. And so even if we start moving the first chess piece, which is um, the recycling center, is that correct? Is that our first chess piece? That is correct, but to correct you on that, the MRF, the material handling um, distribution point that we have on the hillside has been relocated. The building is being built, uh, should be opened by October, November of this year out at the landfill. That is where all of the recycling goes and they separate it. As soon as that is completed, we will take the MRF building rehab it, go back to your question, go rehab it, and then that's where our operations will go for the sheriff to move all of the equipment we've got currently in the blue building, and most of you identified as the blue building, and once, so it, at some point, we've gotten money. Phoebe, how much have we gotten so far towards the JJ program? We have about 4.8 left. Okay, so we've been spending money up on the, taking the MRF over to the other side, which is gonna help with the traffic in downtown Franklin too. But your point is well taken. It's not a matter of approving it, and then we can just go start building. We've got to move around because that's the only site we could locate. And so so we've started the process, which is, which is great, but we're still not where I would like us to be in the process. I know juvenile court, again, they can't get out of that space fast enough. We do not have the space. We do not have the employees. We are not adequately serving our children in this county. Also sit on the foster care review board. So these are not just children that have committed crimes. These are children whose parents are doing drugs who can't take care of them. These are children that are going through the adoption process. These are the children in our community that we are failing in this building. And so while I understand, Commissioner Richards, your point that you want more time to study this, personally, I feel like we're already behind the eight ball. And to delay this any further just continues to put us behind where we're not adequately addressing these needs. And so I, I strongly um, will be voting yes for this tonight. And, and I would ask for each of you to consider that as well. Chairman, can I follow up? Uh, one of the things that I asked Jim to come up, and, and I'll ask him again. So you're looking at the full intent, the, the 325. Not some money that you approved uh, about a year ago to transfer the MRF around. In, in lining up how much money that we're going to need, say, over the next year or two, Jim's got those numbers. And the other night he kind of talked about them. So you'll be seeing resolutions over the next four to six years working towards getting to this finished product. Jim, you want to take an approximate run of how much money we think we're going to need the first time we come and ask for money? Sure. I, and I'm sorry, he did ask me to do that just a second ago, and I, I 
got sidetracked. So um, we've anticipated the uh, the special ops building is what's going to be moving to the now current MRF when they get completed. Um, and we anticipate uh, that's around a $12 million uh, rehab of that existing building. And we anticipate that starting in November, which we hope to be completed in the May timeframe. We anticipate starting demolition in the April-May timeframe of the other building that they're moving out of. And then that would start the process to, 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 to start the juvenile services building and the jail. So in fiscal year 23-24, <clears throat> and this does not include the money that Phoebe already has set aside, uh, we anticipate around $34 million in the 23-24 fiscal year, which fiscal year we're in. The next fiscal year, about $85 million, and then 25-26 is when the, the bulk of it's going to happen. That's $124 million in that year. And then the 26-27 is $62 million, and then 27-28 is $16 million. So we're, we are, this is a, over a five-year period of time that we'll be doing this. <clears throat> Next up, we have Commissioner Herbert. When I saw this resolution for me to sign, I said, Phoebe, there's got to be a mistake. There's a comma out of place. I could not believe how much this was. But we have been discussing this for years and years and years. I mean, they're in terrible shape over at Juvenile, and I'm going to second everything Jennifer has said, we're skating thin ice with the feds right now. So we've got to do something. And I'm going to quote what Paul Webb said in the budget meeting. You know, the inflation on construction is higher than the interest rate we'll be paying. So the longer we put it off, the more it's going to come out of our pocket. So we need to go on and bite the dust, even though I hate a tax increase worse than anybody. There's things you've just got to do. You've got to do what's right and not vote no just because you think you'll make points with the, the voters. You've got to vote for the right thing, even if it does mean a, a tax increase. So Commissioner Sanford, and then we'll go to Commissioner Sturgeon, who's been waiting. I was more of just a comment, right? I spent over, God, the last uh, 23, 24 years of my adult life in the jail. Um, for those of you watching at home, I was in the Belmont business, not in jail, but um, under three different sheriffs here in Williamson County, and then obviously been to jails all across the state of Tennessee and, and other states. Um, I fully support this project. It's, it's The jail is so outdated. Um, it, it needs to happen. Um, for District 5, when I ran, uh, I ran on uh, debt, right? Um, I don't like debt. I don't operate in the debt space. And um, I told my constituents, if it means raising taxes to not increase the debt, that's what I'm going to vote for. Um, so my citizens knew that going in. And um, I fully support this project. So that's all I got to say about it. <laughs> Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my brain around um, what kind of tax increase this would result in and how, how would it affect maybe somebody who has a $500,000 house. And I remember, I think Sam Cruz says something like $25 million a year in that service. That service. If, if you borrowed the full three twenty-five, dollars and, and there's no way we can do that. We don't need that. Just, that was part of my question. Yeah. So 
if Sam, you want to make your way up here and answer these questions, so I'm not putting words in your mouth. <laughs> you don't want to come up. He doesn't want to come. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so Sam informed us in looking at it, if you barred a full 325, that's the debt service. But the way we're going at the it. The debt service is $25 million. Ma'am? Debt service was $25 million, right? Let me have Sam. Sam? Yes. I mean, I mean, that's obviously, it depends on the interest rates and everything else. But the very simple math, if you just borrowed $325 million today at around 4%, it's 24 to $25 a year if you paid it over 20 years. So I think uh, divided by 1.9 to get, you know, that's how much we get per penny. So I came out with like 13 pennies. And then the math broke down. I can't figure out how what that does to a $500,000 house. Do, do you have any, can anybody give me that number? I mean, I know you got to multiply by a quarter because it's residential. We, we, we can figure it for you, Sam can. Let us go to the next question. He can figure it out. Okay, sure. That'd be great. I mean, it's just it's just or, very. Or Karen's is Karen still here? Karen's back there. Got a calculator. She can tell you what it would be exactly. That's her job. So if we don't have to borrow the whole three hundred and twenty-five, do you have a, a feel for how much we do need to borrow? You can tell me we don't need any more schools. Hey, we don't need any more schools. <laughs> And you won't vote for any more schools. And we know that two more are being two more sites are being looked at. Um, maybe, just maybe, we can get by with one for two more years. Elementary schools are running thirty-five to forty-four million. Growth is flat. May not this year, but you got to look out to the, the, as they're figuring this up. I will share this information with you during the month of um, August in the unincorporated area. We had the largest number of building permits we've ever had in the history of keeping records for the month of August. They are still coming here. That's hard to believe with the interest rates high. And the hat price is the value. But in the month of August, the building permits for the unincorporated, not the cities, was the highest August <coughs> we've ever had. Ever. August is, August is usually a down month. It's going flat. Anybody got the number, Karen? Yes, sir. Come on up. Just come on up. You're part of this process, too. Uh, so just straightforward on the question of uh, on a five hundred thousand dollar house, thirteen cents if it were if that's what the, you're asking to service the debt at twenty five million in a year would be hundred and sixty three dollar tax increase. Mm -hmm. for, that's for a five hundred thousand dollar home, and hopefully we can phase it in. Not as many children. We'll be rolling into our public schools and some of the other issues that we got to deal with. I mean, we just have so many variables, just like we did with the schools. But you all should trust that we're not going to we're not going to spend any money, and we're going to do what we can to keep the taxes low. But you're just in a growing community that you got to deal with these issues of growth and schools and jails and 
and juvenile. Sharon will shoot me if I don't say that. Commissioner Torres. Really just more of a comment and then a question for Phoebe for as we look towards these resolutions coming down the pike. Um, one ask I would have, Mayor, is maybe just to help us understand as we're taking on new debt how much we're retiring so we can kind of see what the net impact is to us. Um, I think for me, that'll personally, that'll help me kind of get my head around the project. I firmly believe that our one of our critical functions as commissioners is to to vote on these budgets and and to make help make decisions around essential services that citizens can't provide for themselves. And the, this project is the epitome of essential services that I believe we have a duty um, to make sure that we're providing for the county. Um, we can debate, and I hope we will in budget about, uh, and other committee meetings about other, other things that we're not seeing and thinking. And Mayor, I appreciate the presentation last week that you had the team come and give. It was very enlightening. Um, and it was a stark reality to me walking away. I even told my wife this, that um, it's not so much the expense side of government finance that's the difficult, it's the revenue side. That's the hardest piece to figure out. So um, I'm very much in support of us taking this step tonight to start, um, which is what my understanding is. And I trust, um, as I've spent my first year with all of you, that we have 24 really smart people on this commission um, who bring a lot of historical knowledge and new thoughts. And I look forward to kind of solving this uh, with you all. So thank you. Okay. We're looking at um, 36 to 50 million a year for the next couple of years. That is without the hospital, which is obviously they repay us for their portion. Um, so this coming year is a little over 36 million. And then the next couple of years is around 50 to 57. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Commissioner Mary Smith. Uh, but I wanted to thank you for the opportunity to put the workshop together. So I am looking forward to that because I do think there's some really, there's the 24 of us, but there's a lot of smart people I talk to also that have some ideas. And so I do appreciate the transparency and bringing this forward. And I have appreciated the two presentations that I've got to go to by um, Mr. Cross and his team regarding the project. I fully support the project. Um, I would like to look and I would like to think that maybe if there is an opportunity, if the ALC did not have to be part of the juvenile, that we would still have an opportunity to look at that. So can I follow back up with that? We're looking again, you're not voting for the uh, yeah the, the plan. You're yeah. you're voting for this big number. And we will be looking at a lot of these things. One of the things I've asked staff to do is something that we did several years ago when we were faced with the same thing with the school building program, get a meeting set up. It'll probably have to be a Saturday because um, we don't have any evenings open, but talk about revenues. Uh, that seems to be on most everyone's mind, but it, uh, you know, what are some tools? I mean, you've got tools from everything that's been brought up at meetings will raise the wheel tax. Um, some of us experienced doing that 12, 15 years ago and it got turned down. Nobody wants to vote for a tax increase. But Commissioner Torres is correct, there are some services we have to provide. 
whether we have the alternative learning center together or separate, those are issues we should be having conversation with the judge and the superintendent and what those are. And those will come as we get down the pike. We've got a lot of building to start and tear down as, as Gresham tries to fit this package together. I guess and that you answered my question. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, because we've seen the master plan and we've seen the prints, just so I to understand if those are kind of, this is it, this is this is what we're doing, or if there's still opportunities to possibly Plenty modify. of opportunities. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Tunnicliffe. Call the question. We have a motion to call the question. Do I hear a second? Yeah, you have to have two-thirds vote. Yeah, it's your opinion. We'll do this by voice vote. All those in favor of calling the question, signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? One abstention or one uh, opposition, the, uh, the motion passes. Uh, so with that, we're ready to vote on resolution 92334. If you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. If you're opposed, you're no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 20 yes. One no, two abstain. Resolution passes. We need to take a break or push through. I think the overall desire is to push through and, and go ahead and finish these. Uh, unless there's someone who needs to take a break, you can step aside uh, to do that. We'll go ahead and, and go through the rest of these resolutions now. 92335, resolution adopting the capital projects fund budget for the Williamson County Adequate Facilities Tax, the Williamson County Adequate School Facilities Tax, and the Williamson County Education Impact Fee for the 23-24 fiscal year. Proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Megan Guffey. Uh, budget committee was 3-4-0 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is just to adopt a capital projects fund budget from the adequate facilities tax and impact fee that the Tennessee Comptroller's Office has requested. We're not spending it right now. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Late filed resolution 92348, resolution appropriating and amending the 23-24 Parks and Recreation Budget by $1,352,030. Revenues to come from county general fund balance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Tunnicliffe, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. The Parks and Rec Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Tunnicliffe. Yeah, this is working with the old YMCA facility on Maryland Way in Brentwood, uh, repurposing part of the part of the facility, um, predominantly just the tennis courts, and dividing those courts up and having some used for pickleball, some being used for tennis, indoor and outdoor. Um, Gordon is is uh, excuse me, Director Hampton is in the room and is more than happy to answer any questions you might have concerning this. Any questions or discussion? Uh, question from Commissioner Chris Richards. Yeah, my understanding is that there there might be some issues with the air conditioning system, um, and should it break down, we'd have to close down the center. And I'm just wondering if we might be left holding holding the bag with some of this money that we're investing right now. So, if there are any. 
issues that, you know, happen. Um, anything in the building, it's our responsibility to cover it. If it's structural, like there's a, a roof leak that uh, will be Highwood's property to, I mean, uh, Highwood's responsibility to fix. So in relation to the air, if that becomes a problem, then we will look into how much it would cost to, you know, repair it. And if it was feasible and the revenue stream is coming in to cover it, we'll take care of it. Um, if it looks like it's going to be an expense that's going to be an exorbitant amount, then we'll look into some funding questions uh, or get some questions answered, see if there'll be some uh, possibilities, uh, see if the city of Brentwood, since we're going to be serving, providing that service within their municipality, they'd be interested in helping out. Um, as long as we're doing the things uh, to keep high woods from having to pay for an abandoned or an empty property, they might be willing to help out, you know, to keep the building going, keep that service alive. So we will have some good options available if we do run into some kind of a mechanical problem. Okay. And just to make clear to the rest of the commissioners, you believe this will be self-supporting, I think? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I provided everybody with a pro forma. Uh, it was based on uh, a lot of consultation with former Y staff, uh, with our staff, because we're already in the business of operating tennis facilities. Uh, we're really the major provider of pickleball in Williamson County right now. So you see three different scenarios. One of them is 100% occupancy, the revenue that could generate from that, an 80% scenario and a 60% scenario. Everything we're looking at really indicates that we'll probably be at 100% capacity most of the time, especially during the winter. Much. You're welcome. Commissioner Sturgeon. Um, are you saying that this $1.352 million, we're going to make it all back in fees, most likely? Yes, that's correct. Commissioner Jeff Graves. I uh, apologize for not being at the, the committee meeting to ask this question, but how many instructors are we going to have there? So we currently have, uh, well, we had eight instructors that were part of our staff before the YMCA uh, situation ever, you know, presented itself. And since the YMCA closed, we've hired an additional eight uh, staffers or tennis instructors that were uh, part of that that program that uh, was running there at the Y for a number of years. So we'll have 16. Yes, the, uh, you know, the, so the eight that we have have already, you know, pretty much have their areas that they're teaching. Uh, and there could be some crossover where they're not going to be, uh, well, they'll, they'll also teach at the Y. But uh, our hope is, is that the instructors that we've retained from the YMCA are going to bring their clients back with them. Okay. Any other questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, all those in favor signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Passes. Resolution 92336, resolution accepting a conditional donation from Pet Finder to be utilized by animal care for adoption fees. Proper motion made by Commissioner Megan Guffey, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. 
Uh, this is a thousand dollars that has to be used for reducing pet adoption fees. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, all those in favor signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92337, resolution lowering the speed limit on residential roads located in the Whitehall Farms subdivision. Proper motion made by Commissioner Megan Guffey, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. Highway Commission was 540 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Chaz Morton. Uh, we had a request from uh, several of the residents out in Whitehall Farms uh, out in our district uh, asking us to see if we could reduce the speed limit, see if it slows people down. We're asking we take it from 30 down to 25. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92338, resolution accepting the donation of a pavilion from Friends of Williamson County Animal Center to Williamson County Animal Control. Proper motion made by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Public Health Committee was 540 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Morton. I believe it's actually for three pavilions to uh, provide some shade for uh, animals and animal lovers out there at the uh, Animal Control Center. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92339, resolution to surplus and approve the conveyance of a 2005 Fleetwood and Thor trailer to the city of Franklin, Tennessee and authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to execute all documentation needed to complete the conveyance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Paul Webb, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 340 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yep, the sheriff's office has uh, two trailers that they have no need for any longer, and Franklin, the city of Franklin, wants them. So, if you have any questions, Sheriff Rhodes can answer them. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Uh, Commissioner Mason is absent temporarily. Can we mark her absent? Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 22 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92340, resolution to surplus and approve the conveyance of a 1999 Ford motorhome to the city of Nolensville, Tennessee, and authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to execute all documentation needed to complete the conveyance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. Law enforcement public safety was 540 against. Budget committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Uh, the sheriff's office has a motorhome, I think they used as a mobile command center at one point, and um, they don't want it anymore, and Nolensville does. So. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 22 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. 
Resolution 92341, resolution to surplus and approve the conveyance of various law enforcement related equipment to other law enforcement agencies within the state of Tennessee and authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to execute all documentation needed to complete the conveyance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. Law enforcement and public safety was 540 against, budget committee was 340 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Um, the Sheriff's Office has uh, assorted equipment that's obsolete for them, that no longer fits our newer vehicles, and other counties want them, so uh, we're going to transfer those as well. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92342, resolution accepting the donation of seven vehicles on behalf of the Williamson County Office of Public Safety. Proper motion made by Commissioner Greg Sanford, seconded by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe. Law Enforcement Public Safety was 640 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Sturgeon. Yes, there are several vehicles that uh, Williamson County Rescue Squad is donating to the county so that now the county will maintain and provide insurance for these vehicles. And I'm pretty sure the rescue squad is going to still use them. They're just now owned by the county. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, all those in favor signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitney. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92343, resolution authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to enter into a limited license agreement with the Tennessee Senior Olympics, Inc. for our sponsorship and the use of recreational facilities. Proper motion made by Commissioner Judy Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Barb Sturgeon. Parks and Recreation Committee was 440 against. Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This authorizes the mayor to sign an agreement with Tennessee Special Olympics for its their use of the county's rec facilities for their senior Olympic state final sporting events. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92344, resolution to surplus and approve the conveyance of equipment, vehicles, and other personal property owned by the county and authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to execute all documentation needed to complete the conveyance. Proper motion made by Commissioner Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Tunnicliffe. Highway Commission was 540 against, Budget Committee was 340 against. Explanation please, Commissioner Herbert. The county must declare property surplus before it can be sold by the county. And this does that. I think, does our attorney Mosley need to make a comment about this surplus parties? I mean, property being sold. In case sold. anyone does not remember, county commissioners and their immediate family are not eligible to bid on surplus property uh, so declared by the commission. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. 
Resolution 92345, resolution revising certain personnel policies as required by the Federal Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. Proper motion made by Commissioner Herbert, seconded by Commissioner Steve Smith. No committees met on this resolution. Explanation, please, Commissioner Herbert. This is just revising the personnel policies for pregnant workers and our HR person here. If anyone has any questions. Any questions? Seeing none, if you're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Commissioner Sanford? It's all right. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whitby. 23 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 92346, resolution amending the rules, regulations, and procedures of the Williamson County Board of Commissioners concerning calling town hall meetings. Proper motion made by Commissioner Steve Smith, seconded by Commissioner Lisa Hayes. Rules committee was 541 uh, against as amended. Explanation, please, Commissioner Mary Smith. Uh, this was a rules change to allow for county commissioners to kind of call their own independent meetings. We had several in several cases this last year where county commissioners had um, need to or wanted to um, convene meetings outside of just the normal sessions. And there was some confusion among constituents as to whether or not it was an official meeting for county commissioners. And this rule was put together by, and Bobby Cook's here probably to answer more questions about it, um, but it was put together uh, as a way for us to have kind of unsanctioned county commission meetings with a disclaimer on there. Um, it does also include, the amendments include uh, a, a way for us to go to the mayor first to decide if this is kind of a, a town hall type meeting or if this is a meeting that does need to be approved, you know, through the county and is an official county commissioner meeting. So that was one of the amendments. Uh, the second amendment was to also include the use of the facilities um, if the administration building is not available, that the enrichment center and uh, the parks and recs meeting rooms would also be available for uh, this particular use. And if I'm correct, Bobby, those are available for no charge if they're, it's during available business hours. Okay. Does anyone that is on that committee wish to make the motion for the amendment? We've got a motion from Commissioner Lawrence. Which uh, there's two amendments. We can vote on them separately or together, but they were both uh, passed by the committee. Or if we have questions regarding the resolution unamended, I can go to those questions now. Without us, okay, I do have a second on uh, the amendment. Uh, so now uh, the amendment's listed at the bottom of the resolution if you have the resolution in your packet. And we'll take them together unless I have objection. And right now we're taking questions on the resolution as amended. First question I see on the board is from Chris Richards. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna try and make this really short because I'm gonna respect my fellow county commissioner's time. I think this, having had one of these special meetings, which I, I, I'm not even sure what to call them, town halls, um, there seems to be confusion over what this should even be called. Um, this was supposed to go back to committee. I guess it was decided not to. Um, we're being told by legal counsel to follow open meeting laws when speaking with other commissioners, which is at least what my meeting had, at least 12 other commissioners. On the other hand, this is telling us open meeting laws are not that important since the county is not willing to help the commissioner. 
like we cannot get any help from the mayor's office or from legal counsel. Um, I just think it's a bad idea, some of the wording in here. We have this, uh, the sponsoring commissioner shall not provide any official minutes or description of the meeting. That would actually violate state law. That is against the open meetings law. You are supposed to provide minutes of it. Um, uh, and I would actually ask um, Mr. Cook, who whose complaint warranted this? Mr. Chairman, um, I don't believe there was one complaint. I believe there was a number of uh, complaints about the confusion of what this was, was causing. So you had a meeting that everybody was believing this was a county commission meeting because that's how it was presented to them. Well, it wasn't a county commission meeting. Statute provides the ability to call one, should you want to call one. The reason why we have requested this or suggested it is to avoid that confusion again. Okay. Uh, at least in the case of my meeting, the open meeting notice that was listed on the county website was extremely clear. I'm not, I'm just explaining to you that the way you presented it was it was a county commission meeting. I'm not sure how I did that. Okay. That's, I, I have no more questions. Commissioner Hester. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, we have had some interesting meetings in this area in this room, and I'm concerned about wear and tear on the room, on the microphone systems, on various things. Are we going to allow just anyone who says, I want to come into the county administration auditorium to come in and have a meeting? This is revising what we did last year on the rules committee. So I will be voting no. Mr. Morton. I'm sorry, my comment's really dull. Um, subparagraph G, it, it refers to or eludes, and I think that should be or eludes. I don't, just if we could fix that, it's a different word. Any other <clears throat> questions? Oh, okay, Commissioner Judy Herbert. I guess my confusion is what is the procedure and regulation right now on these. Is there none? I have the same question. Um, what is the procedure now and what does this resolution do to that procedure? Um, I don't know if Mayor Rogers Anderson could have some answers there or Roger, uh, Bobby Cook. Um, well, the process as it stands is that County commissioners are treated like any other citizen that wants to use a county commission room or a county room. Um, you, you go through the process, you, you contact whoever the point of contact is for that facility, you pay the rent, you make sure that uh, your open meetings uh, notices, should you need them, are printed. Um, so basically, you're just treated like anybody else. What we're trying to do here was kind of create the system that you could follow, okay? The system basically says, okay, this is the kind of meeting you want for the public. This is the process you go through. 
as it stands right now, there is no process. You have no process right now. You are treated like any other citizen, which I'm fine with. But that's the process that stands. Vic, uh, Bobby, if you can stay just in case there's some other questions that you can answer. We've got a few popping up. Uh, Commissioner Mary Smith. Just real quick, because I know I actually did send you some questions on this. So I guess the question is, like, if we were to do, like, say I'm going to use Commissioner Richard's meeting as an example, or even possibly the workshop that, you know, Mary Anderson has asked, you know, that we're going to put together for to discuss the, the Triple J project. Um, would there be a distinction in how we would do either that workshop or, you know, the same type of meeting that Commissioner Richards asked for with this new rule versus without this rule? Well, what you're talking about there is almost like a task force um, that, that can be created by the mayor at his will. Um, so it's kind of a little bit different. Um, obviously, that's going to be a public, well, not necessarily all the time, but chances are you, it could be a public meeting. Um, task force is a little bit different in the rule. Um, Got more of specific purpose? No, because it, it depends on how they're created. A task force, when, if it's created by the mayor, has no authority. It's just basically there for recommendations. That doesn't, that does not a uh, public meeting. Now, depending on who created it, say that the county commission created this, this body, this task force, and provided it with certain powers. Well, then you're going to be subject to the Open Meeting Act. And that's going to be an official body that's created by your first would be your steering committee and then back onto your county commission to approve. So like in the instance of the, the meeting that I believe Commissioner Lawrence scheduled to discuss that class, the tax classification um, for downtown, would he go through this new rules process to do something like that? Or is that... If he wanted to, absolutely. Okay, so it would change how we call rules as a commissioner if we wanted to have a discussion on a certain provides topic. Provides you a process, yes. It, this, this provides you another process. You can, you can still go through. If you just want to be a regular citizen and go through the point of contact, same process that everybody else goes through, then you don't need this rule. If you were trying to, what we were trying to do is create a process for you all and to avoid the confusion where we were faced with. So in the end, really the only expense to the commissioners is that they would need to take responsibility for not the notification if they want. Obviously, we do that anyway if we want people to come to the meeting. Um, but it would still fall under the Open Meetings Act, correct? Okay. So we'd still need to go through. Now, would you be able to provide guidelines for us to make sure that we're compliant with the Open Meetings Act? I, I'm, yeah, and as I stated in committee, I'm, I'm always more than happy to answer those questions for you. Um, they're, they're fact specific, so it would depend on, on the situation whether an open meeting act would be. I guess to Commissioner Hester's concern, I don't think that we'd be able to use this facility if it's not available. I mean, during like after regular hours. After hours, yeah. This facility is not available after hours. And we wouldn't have access to the PA system per se, would we? Because I think even for Chris's meeting, he had to bring in his own PA system. Correct, because they didn't have staff to run it. So you've got, you know, three or four people around here right now that uh, should you have an issue with your microphone, sir. So if we decided to call me, we could contact the mayor's office and say, is there a facility available during this, this time frame? And they'd work with us on if this facility is available or we would contact the Parks and Rec or wherever we want right. to have it. Okay. Thank you. 
those who have not yet spoken, I believe Commissioner Sturgeon is up next. I'm, I think I'm finding this very confusing. Um, but the one thing that strikes me is, is I think it, it does put like some kind of financial burden on a commissioner's personal finances because you're like, you pay the rent, you make the notification. Now. You're already responsible for that. As a citizen, if you want to use the county building. As or a county, citizen, so you're saying as a commissioner, you, you have don't, no, You have no right to use a specific room for no, free. No, but I would think that the county would be willing to fund a handful of meetings a year because it would be good for the public, right? And, and that's different. Now, now you're talking about specifically called meetings by the county. Now... That's the confusion we are trying to avoid where you have periodic meetings that is called by the county commission or by the county mayor. Oh, and these ones that are called by just a- Let's say we wanna have a, um, uh, a meeting to talk about horse trails in the park system. And several different districts, people really care about that. So one or two of us calls this meeting, but you're saying we have to spend our own money for this as private- As you would now, yes. As a commissioner, we don't get But without this rule, you, that's, you still have to pay for it. It's my point. But I don't right think now, we should you have, have to. It's my point. Oh. <laughs> my point is I don't think we should have to because it just stifles the transparency and the the dialogue that we want to have with the county no, it can, it, 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 What it does is address confusion as to what the intent of that meeting is. Okay, it's not oh, a government. It's not a government meeting. This is a meeting that you, as a county commissioner, called to inform your constituents. Okay, that's not a county meeting. Next up, of those who have not yet had a chance to speak, would be Commissioner Jennifer Mason. So, as an attorney, I like rules. I like having roadmaps. I like being able to read them and understand them. So I, I do understand the the reasoning behind this rule. I, I do want to get some clarification because the rule specifically states that no meetings should be kept. But Mr. Or Commissioner Richards stated in his comment that that the state requires on, it. So I just want some clarification. That's on that. not necessarily true. Um, minutes are required for a public meeting where there's action be where there's an actionable item. Okay, so a, say a town hall where people want to share ideas, discuss, et cetera, since there's no vote or action being taken, you're saying minutes, the that's, state doesn't require at minutes. Each meeting's gonna be back specific, but generally that's correct. And, and so I'm clear, again, just so I'm trying to process it in my head, if I, just myself, Commissioner Mason, wanna hold a meeting, I'm the only commissioner there, there is no open meetings requirement, but if, Commissioner Graves and I decide to hold some kind of coffee talk with our constituents, we do have to provide the open meetings requirement because there's two of us. But if we're not voting on an issue, no minutes are required. But we do need to advertise under this new rule that, hey, this is just the two of us wanting to get together. We're not saying that this is a District 3 County Commission meeting. Am I, under am I following it no, all you correctly? Are. Okay. I just needed to kind of sort it out in my head. Thank you. Commissioner Richards. 
For the record, the Open Meetings Act 844-104-A states the minutes of a meeting of any such governmental body shall be promptly and fully recorded, shall be open to public inspection, and shall include, but not limited to, a record of persons present, all motions, proposals, and resolutions offered, the results of any votes taken, and a record of individual votes in the event of a roll call. And that's correct. And one of those actions that you just mentioned, those are actionable actions. Okay. A town hall is not. So we're free to debate in a town hall. If you have the public notice, absolutely. Knock yourself out. But then the public meeting notice doesn't apply then. No, it does apply. See, that's the thing. You're, you're taking a statute where has been opinions have been written by, by the attorney general. There's case law on this. So just because you can read word for word, that's not what it means all the time, okay? Now, like I said, a town hall meeting just because you guys want to meet, say the two of you want to meet and you discuss horse trails, okay? You do not need the minutes for you to two sit there and discuss horse trails. Sorry. I, I'm gonna make one more comment and then I'll be done. Um, you say that we're just like 24 other citizens. The problem is we're not allowed to openly debate issues with the 23 other citizens that happen to be in this room. Well, with every other citizen in this county. But that's the purpose of the open meetings. Right, so that you don't conduct business, public business privately. Thank you. I wonder if there's a will from this body to table this resolution until others can put eyeballs on it yes. and maybe it can go to other committees, perhaps regardless of whether or not it's germane to those committees uh, so that other commissioners can see it and get a better handle. Would I have a motion for something like that? Motion. I've got a motion and a second. We'll do this by voice vote. Uh, all those in favor of tabling this resolution um, signify by saying aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right, this resolution is tabled for now. Next resolution, final resolution is late filed resolution 92347. <clears throat> resolution to reduce the speed limit along Rocky, Ro Rocky Fork Road, a county road in Williamson County. Proper motion made by Commissioner Tom Tunnicliffe, seconded by Commissioner Greg Sanford. Highway Commission was 540 against. Uh, explanation, please, Commissioner Mary Smith. Um, yes, uh, recently we've had a couple incidents. There's three crosswalks in uh, Nolansville on Rocky Fork. Major artery, but um, can you all hear me okay? You're right next to me, so. You can hear me just fine. I can talk loud. I can project. Um, but there's there was an incident just recently uh, with kids. There is a flashing yellow light there um, because of where it's situated. Uh, there's almost well, there was a child hit last Wednesday. Fortunately, they were not hurt seriously in front of Nolansville Elementary School. Um, but because of this, we are cooperating with um, the town of Nolansville. They are reducing their speed limit. They're in the process of reducing their speed limit to 30 miles per hour in this section of Rocky Fork Road. So we want to support that decision. And so this resolution is to lower the speed limit to 30 miles per hour in the county's portion of Rocky Fork Road. Got a few questions. Uh, Commissioner Herbert. Oh, I'm sorry. These questions are still. Who has a question on uh, resolution 92347? Okay, Commissioner Sanford. More of a comment. Um, so when I talked to Eddie Hood today, um, even though we're going to approve this tonight, this speed limit is not going to take effect 
till the city of Nolensville reduces theirs because we don't want conflicting speed limits. Uh, we want it to all be uniform. Um, but I think Assistant Chief Turns is still in here from Nolensville Police Department and Sheriff to you too. I implore both of you um, to get out there and wear these people's behinds out. Um, it's a serious issue over there. Uh, most of them are coming from Rutherford County uh, in the mornings, passing through Williamson County, and then obviously leaving in the afternoon. And I want you to wear them out every chance y'all get. So, thank you. Any other questions or comments? Seeing none, if we're ready to vote, if you're in favor, signify by pressing your yes button. Any opposed, your no. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do so at this time. Record the vote, please, Mr. Whidbey. 23 yes, zero no. I'd like to thank once again, as always, the sheriff's deputies for being here and staying late with us, all department heads for staying late. Is there any other business to come before this board? If not, I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. We are adjourned.